listeners who are looking forward to our, our gala impressions we probably got a little too refreshed and we both made the executive decision that you probably don't want to hear what we recorded <laughs> we did actually do a podcast so in i guess you could say we're still consistent we're still on time the, the recording was done <laughs> it was more a publishing decision yeah, yeah. editorial just realized that it would be uh quicker to hire a new writer and just do a new book as opposed to trying to edit this pretty one much ability so Apologies for that, but we are back on board, and um, look, anything exciting that you may have missed, we'll redo it, because we don't really, we, you know, you don't, you haven't heard it, and we don't remember it, so it's really, it's new for all of us. <laughs> and with that, we can get straight into the news. So, Coopers started their malting recently, and it has gone from strength to strength, culminating with this win. They have been the joint winners of Maltster of the Year at the World Barley Malt and Beer Conference in Warsaw with... The Swain from Netherlands, who I assume is another malting company that have not heard of, and that's good for Coopers. Definitely. Um, I've heard nothing but positive reports about the malt. A lot of people seem to be picking up in Australia. Yeah. A lot of craft breweries as well. A lot of home brewers. Yeah. Um, we should give them a go sometime. Exactly. And on to other crafty things, I don't really have a segue. Um, Gab's Brisbane kicks off today. Yep. Uh, first time. First time in Brisbane. Yep. Um, so hopefully that goes well. Um, and it's what, three weeks till Melbourne? Yeah, which is exciting. Um, don't know if I'm going to go, but... No, no, I'm not sure at this point, but... See how you feel on the day. I think it's a question of, I might go on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm alive. <laughs> and the wallet's not yeah. in too much pain. All of those things. We'll go on and just keep the Gabs Brisbane news going, uh, we mentioned Gage Roads launching their Atomic imprint a few months ago on the podcast. And um, so this is happening officially at Gabs Brisbane. They're launching the Atomic Beer Project, which is just going to be their umbrella for all hot forward beers under Gage Roads as a brand. So that's launching today with, I assume, a beer. Yep. Probably I, a well, redone old Atomic. Atomic's not changing. It's exactly the same beer, apparently. So if they want hot forward beers, they'll need to release something new, yep. is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're also doing an IPA. I'm not sure if that's coming out today or if that's soon. Maybe that's follow. what they're doing at Gabs. Um, but I think I read there's three by the end of the year. And they've also got mid-strength Atomic yep. rolling out to sports places and yeah. so on and so forth. Because they have, I think, Optus Stadium in Perth and possibly yes. also the soccer one, NIB. I think Or HBF, correct. I think it is now. I think it's swapped health insurance. Yeah, because I know you can get you can get Elsie, the little creatures one, and yep. Gage Roads at Optus. So it's it's just not a bad lineup, really. Well, it's definitely better than the MCG. Mm. Um, Pirate Life soon though, maybe. Pirate Life have an MCC ale in the members. That's right. Yes, I remember. I d- did ring a bell for some reason. We'll stay on Brisbane just because we're already up there. Uh, Brewdog were launching a brewery in Brisbane, still are launching a brewery in Brisbane, but they are scaling back drastically, basically halving their production down from 25 hectolitres from 50. And um, the interesting part, I guess, is A, this is happening. They've clearly had a look at stuff and thought maybe this isn't going to be as 
easy as we thought. And the Queensland Department of State Development, using some interesting language, making it seeming like they're either unaware or this doesn't affect them, or it's in, they're basically saying it doesn't change the contract, and if it does, then we need to renegotiate. Uh, so it's interesting if they're just being willfully ignorant or if they're just, yeah. The whole thing's been a bit of a shemozzle so far, hasn't it? Because they had four, three or four staff and they're all gone and I think had to be replaced already. And that's not a great way to keep <laughs> No, up. no. So we'll we'll see what what happens with Brewdog. As you said off mic, though, locally brewed Brewdog would be nice. Fresh Punk is amazing. Yeah. Um, and if we can get Fresh Punk, I think it will actually do a lot for the Australian craft beer scene. You know? If, yeah, yeah, I mean... Just good, getting more fresh, good IPAs out there is never a really bad thing. Exactly, and you know it'll be good. If they actually, when they actually release it under the Brewdog label, it, the beer will be good. Yeah. It's a question if all the other shit will be good. Is it going to be open to the public? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a so. massive hospitality thing. Yeah. Um, James Watts on Twitter at the moment has posted photos of the, you know, purporting to be what Brisbane looks like now, like a sneak peek. Oh, yeah. It's still a building site. Yeah, but I was like, say a bit like the fire festival. Yeah, it, it's in, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, we'll keep we'll be on top of that, both Brewdog fans, and it's it's an interesting developing story. Um, so probably should have gone on with this when we're talking about Gage Roads, mm. but we'll keep talking about Gage Roads. Just pretend we didn't talk <laughs> about Brewdog. Um, they have raised six million dollars for upgrades to their canning line. They put out for $8 million, uh, to be bought in shares and they've ceased uh, trading. Trading's been halted at six. Mm-hmm. So obviously happy. Um, basically, they said their number one... Every, business is obviously going fantastic. I feel like every yeah. month we're talking about how well Gage Roads are doing. Profits, profits, profits. Yeah. Sales growth. Yeah, especially single fin, just tearing it to pieces. And so I think um, this is really them addressing the number one concern that they've heard from people is, we love your beer, we wish it was in cans and... Look, now it's going to be. I pretty much say that with every beer. Like I would for everything to be in cans. So it, it's changed so dramatically in the last, I don't know, three years. That's Definitely great five. to hear from people. Uh, oh, people, people saying want that, cans yeah, as well to now. Gage Roads. The kind of people who, not not to disparage Gage Roads, but the kind of more mainstream craft drinkers who would go for Gage Roads if they're asking for cans. That's that's good. Yeah, a good sign. Um, and yeah, good on Gage Roads and. Um, Hope to see more developments in that. I wouldn't mind little dove in cans. I would. I would love little yeah, dove in cans. A bit of that. Um, I've got to have a single fin again because I. It's it's pretty decent fresh. Okay. Um, it's very. I mean, it's pretty much just a light summer ale. Yeah. It's really just, but it's got hops and stuff. Okay. It's kind of like you know the one I had. I from memory was not good at all. It's like two birds gold nail, I think. It needs to be super fresh, or it just tastes like yeah, nothing, like a dusty cardboard. Yeah, thing. basically, yeah. <laughs> Um, so a bit of legal fun drama, um, Victoria's Malt Shed Brewery, no longer operating under that name, just going to Malt Shed. Yep. And they settled with Malt Shovel and you probably have more insight into this, including how it, uh, relates to the rebel stuff. Yeah. So it's a very unnecessary, um, IP thing from Lion. I sort of get where they're coming from. They're protecting Malt SH Brewery. I can see it's not a, not a worlds apart, really. No, no, you can see why. Um, it's interesting, though. I think the most interesting thing is that they've started proceedings and they've stopped them. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, 
are they trying not to be the big guy squashing the small guy? Or it's not worth the hassle after? Are they actually going to lose? Yeah. I think there's issues with malt. <laughs> as a, yes, as a, a trademark, trademark. Yeah. When it's such a key ingredient in the product. And like the malt shed versus malt shovel brewery, that's a pretty clear difference. Malt shed brewery, malt shovel brewery, that's... Getting closer. Yeah, that's pretty similar. Um, and the Rebel stuff you mentioned, they were initially going to be called Malt. Um, but Malt Shovel, or Lion. Yes, yeah, <laughs> as we should just call them. Um, paid to fix that. <laughs> and that's sort of the difference, eh? They're not really seeming to offer any payment here. No, this one seems a bit more acrimonious than the Malt Rebel thing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's basically been sorted, but we'll... Keep an ear to the ground and see if it actually is. Or it sounds like the malt shed guys aren't thrilled. <laughs> yeah, it does seem a bit. I don't know. A bit of vexatious litigation. Like they sort of seem to be jumping on anything that has malt in the name, which you can't. IP is sort of the issue here. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a you've got to protect it, otherwise people yeah, will just come in and yeah. infringe it on it. It's just, I guess, whether I mean, malt shovel is an, an awkward name. Isn't it? Like and they don't really just op- operate under Squire. And the other thing is they don't use it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You only see it in like limited releases from Squire stuff. It isn't some Squire stuff. Is, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, basically, never used. It's just kind of a, an umbrella. I guess it's they purely the name for the brewery. There. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they produce a fair bit there. To be fair. So yeah. yeah. Um. Bucket Boys raising money via crowdfunding for stores and a possible brewery. Yeah, it seems like this is the new thing in Australian craft at the moment, yeah. doesn't it? Because we talked about Endeavour and Black, Black Ops, Ops yeah. last time. There was another brewery. There's quite a few of them going through it. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, their current um, equity crowdfunding values the business at $10 bucks for what is essentially a bottle shop at the moment. Some we all, I guess we know those evaluations can be a little bit uh, optimistic yeah. at times, um, but still good on them, and hopefully, hopefully it works because I think they've just opened their f- second store in the heart of Sydney. Yeah, uh, or maybe it's Parramatta. <laughs> there's no, there's no. one. There's going to be one in Parramatta, one in the heart of Sydney. So eventually, one in their normal spot. Okay, um, and I think they just opened the second one. Well, it's they have a good stock. And, and they bring in interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. And yeah, another one to keep an eye on, I guess, down the line. Yeah. Um, and finally, a couple birthdays. Boat Rockers turns 10, Exit's turning 5 today. Oh, yeah. Um, so congratulations to both of them, two very easy-to-like breweries. I'm slightly surprised there's only five years difference between them. Yeah. Feels like Boat Rocker's been around longer than... Although Exit's little releases of the numbers, they were kicking around. They were quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Exit had been around for longer than five, but only officially as, like, the brewery. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Exit's been kicking around for almost as long as I can remember, but Boat Rocker have definitely, yeah, Yeah. longer. (laughs) Um, That about wraps it up for news. We don't really have... Tons, uh, but I'm sure... Everyone's gearing up for good beer week. Yeah, there will be no shortage of news next time when we come back. We are back with what we're drinking and what we have been drinking.
thinking. Um, really, like, again, we're just going to try to breathe through some important stuff. Uh, basically, the most important thing was the massive other half brewing and Cloudwater, who sort of... Not subbed in, but jumped in late. Later yeah, in the got piece. subbed in really late. I think, like, with a, less than a week to go or something. Mm. And this was at Mister West. Yeah, yeah, because they were both going to Happy Day. Yeah, in New Zealand, yeah. so they were basically just stopping on the way. Yeah. Uh, so how was it? Good. It was yeah, pretty special. Yeah. Um, lots of hops, obviously. That's what you like. Yeah, everything was good. I think my pick of the day. Was the double dry hop to go with the flow from other half? Yep, that was pretty special. Um, and all the other half stuff was amazing. Probably yeah, the other and everything. Yeah, that's their, that's their big one that I know. So Chubbles from Cloudwater, and I think it's the Veil. Yep, um, that was pretty special as well. And that's a triple, triple IPA. IPA, and so is all green everything. Yeah, so a few triple IPAs. Yeah, yeah, there was it was one of those days. Um, I think nothing from other half was under eight and a half percent. That sounds about right. Yeah. But Cloudwater did have a few lighter things. I mean, yeah, they had that little lager. Yeah. Um, and their normal pails like five and a bit, isn't it? Yeah. And they had a, um, something else was low. But you know, not, they had some. Even their IPA was like six. Yeah. Some more in the reasonable. They had a Marzen as well. Okay. So nice five percent multi lager. That's always nice. So, yeah, they're also selling some cans, so you grab yep. some of those and tried a couple of them. Everything seemed nice. Yeah, they were good. You sort of said it was a, a good turnout for the Melbourne craft beer. Oh, everyone in Melbourne. Yeah. Everyone you've ever seen at a beer event in Melbourne was there. Just all, yeah, which at Mr. West would have been quite busy, I imagine. It was tight. Sta- <laughs> standing room only for the first couple of hours. But, you know, well, when are you going to get to try this again? That was worth maybe it. Maybe add Carwin in a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows with Carwin what they're going to pull out. You know it'll be good. But you should, you know, it's worth going and trying stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And if you're in New York, go to other half. Drink everything. Yeah. And don't forget the dark stuff because the dark stuff was really good. Yeah. And I mean, generally, a lot of... I find with a lot of these big hype breweries, everyone goes crazy for the hazy stuff, but a lot of the time the dark beers are super good and super underrated. And even yeah. like farmhousey stuff they do is often super good as well. And yeah. Um, guess we could segue into I went to Singapore for a few days and I also had some cloud water over there because They were coming to Happy yeah, Day. <laughs> on, on the way on the way to Australia, on the way to Happy Day or whatever it's uh called it, the garage project thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um they yeah. So Managed to happen to be in Singapore, had Black IPA, had some... Which I was surprised we didn't get. Yeah, it was very nice. Nitro Black IPA, stupidly hoppy, which is kind of what you want. Yep. Um, Singapore in general had some cool beers, like very expensive to drink over there, but like, I say very expensive, but only, it's really Australia prices. Probably not more expensive than drinking uh, cloud water at Mr. West. Exactly. I think we worked it out. It was pretty similar. Yeah. Like, maybe a little bit cheaper because they were slightly lower alcohol the ones I was having. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was pretty much in line with Australia. Um, few little microbreweries over there. It's definitely a scene that I can see growing. Um, well, there's a fair bit of disposable income hmm. from the top end, at least. And a lot of people coming in and... Um, a lot of tourists, a lot of people. A lot of business tourists through. as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. 
who might want something that's not Tiger. Well, I can't blame them. Yeah. Um, the only real novel thing, we went to level 33, which is the world's highest microbrewery. I think you actually mentioned it before I went over there and we just sort of happened to... Go past it. Yeah, it's a very, very touristy, super crazy busy place in the middle of a massive uh, like corporate office building with all these things. And you just it has a separate elevator. It'd be such a nightmare. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a bit. And it's actually mildly terrifying, the amount of alcohol plus the height... You're yep. on level 33, as it says, and it's not particularly well protected. <laughs> um, great view, though, and fun novel experience. Mm. It was fine, um, that, but really, apart from that, you can get craft beer in Singapore. Is, 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 that's all I would really say. Imagine working in that office building. Yeah. Well, they have their own lift. Mm-hmm. So the main, there's the office lifts, and then you yeah. go around the corner, and there's a lift that only goes up and down to level 33, and okay. it's just for them. So I think the idea is to try to stop it being a nightmare, but yeah, it would be... Difficult if you have to go into work early one day and you've got these fucked British tourists rolling out of the place at 4am. <laughs> um, and finally, you just want to speak about same day IPA, which is Blackman. Yep, Blackman's. Um, I just, Fun concept. Really cool concept. Um, so I think they partnered with 20 venues. I think 10 in Melbourne and 10 Geelong, Ballarat sort yep. of area. Um, and we're just getting the, a brand new IPA out the same day as it was packed. The idea to sell as much of it and drink as much of it as possible as quickly on that day. as possible, yeah. Yeah. Um, so where'd you get yours from? I got mine from Purvis. Oh, nice. Yeah, on the way home from work. That's handy. Um, and nice? Enjoyed it? It's really good. Uh, you wouldn't know it's 7.2%. Um, is it proper you West get Coast. a lot from the same day or is it... Uh, it's, fre- it's a fresh IPA. It's a punchy IPA. fresh IPA, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. That's good. That sounds like... I mean, I would like, love to see more stuff like that. It um, would be a bit of a logistical nightmare, but they can do it now. So Yeah. The bar has been risen. That's, this is the expectation from now on. <laughs> Every brewery. Um, that's really, I think, all we have to talk about with what we're drinking. Uh, we will be back with a new segment. Just up there preparing uh, things for our little segment. Uh, this is <laughs> so. Wow, this is a good sign. Yep. Uh, it's had a lager gush. Hopefully, it was just fizzed up. And yes, a lager. So we are doing. We're sort of tentatively calling this the ranking of lagers. Uh, basically, we are going to try three lagers a podcast, and we're going to make a grand rankings list. We're going to slot them all in. And basically, we're sort of going to come out the other side of it, hopefully have what we can kind of refer back to as a master list of the best lagers, and like the fun's going to kind of come from, you know, you, you pop in a lager, you know, in the middle of a, the pack or whatever, or at the bottom of the pack, or... It's really just going to be... The, the format is going to be, we're going to talk about... We're going to have a lager, we're going to talk about it, we're going to put it at a ranking spot, probably at the end this time around. So we're going to do six to start with, uh, which is why we've been kind of rushing up to this point. And then we're going to rank those six in order. Um, and basically it's going to be... So we sort of decided the biggest lager from each country. Yep. Yep. Um, so try to take that macro lager thing that yes. we do on the blog. Yeah. But turn it into a ranking and... More of a live thing and a, a bit of a... We sort of, we think of the ranking list will give a bit of robust discussion. About the pros and cons as opposed to being like, that's a lager, that's a lager, that's a lager. Which is very much what happens sometimes. Yeah, and we'll sort of, um, I guess we'll try to give a little bit of background. 
where we where we can. Yeah, if we don't know anything, we won't force it. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll just kick it off, and if you have any suggestions of the format, uh, as always, direct them to Angus, and he will listen dutifully, no doubt. So we're starting with Heineken. Angus, do you want to tell us a bit about Heineken? Um, Heineken's. I think everyone who's listening to this is probably aware of what Heineken is. Uh, probably the most international lager brand in the world. Yep, definitely. Probably, I reckon... Sure, it's not actually the best selling in the world, but it's certainly probably the most visible in the world. Yeah, and it's definitely available pretty much everywhere. Airports, I almost always have a Heineken at. Yes. Um, so this is this is the Dutch entry as well. Actually. Yes, yes. Um, brewery, the brewery's in the heart of Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, I've done the brewery tour. Worth it? Oh, it's really cool. Um, Good and history and stuff. you get a lot of lager. Oh, good. You end up drinking a lot of free Heineken. I drank a lot of uh, Heineken Dark in Korea. Oh, yeah. I quite liked that. <laughs> so that's quite sweet, isn't it? I think yeah, I've only had one. Yeah, sweet and roasty caramel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Heineken cool. actually do some quite cool things. I had a Heineken Bock, I think, in Amsterdam. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, a lot of these guys know how to brew. That's the thing. So. They, they didn't become these huge multinational companies by... Not being able to make total piss. At, yeah. at some point, this was a good beer. So, I guess, what do we think of it now? I don't like it very much. I've never liked Heineken that much. Um, this isn't a particularly great Heineken. This tastes like a quite an old Heineken. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> it may well be. I just grabbed one. Um, we'll it's try a to t- get fresher and try to get brewed in the right place, but. With, you said with Heineken, they do make the claim it tastes the same everywhere. He- Heineken's sensory panel claim like doesn't release batches unless they taste exactly the same as Amsterdam Heineken. It's a touch under six months old. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amsterdam, Amsterdam too, Heineken right? is a nice, is a relatively crisp, bitter lager. And this is a slightly bitter, sweet, malty thing. Yeah, I just... It's the malt profile that really puts me off. I'm not. It's too it. sweet. It doesn't really have a lot, and there's not enough. No body. No. I used, I remember Heineken having a bit of body on tap. It's usually it does. Yeah. Um, this is it's not... usually like a smooth lager. This is just a bad pilsner kind of taste. Yeah, yeah. At least it's almost a pilsner. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there is bitterness. There's definitely grassy bitterness. Um, this is all right. It's not my favourite. Um, no, and that's Heineken. That's Heineken yeah. in a nutshell, I think. I could definitely drink this if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. I'm This one in particular, I'm not... I don't know, it's really not working for me. But as I said, I've never really liked Heineken anyway. Um, never really been one I've gravitated towards. I've always found it a little bit sickly, even when I've had it on tap in decent condition. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just never been what I want a lager to be. I guess I can see the appeal. It is different from other... It's not particularly refreshing. It's not particularly... I can see why it's considered a little bit more sophisticated. Because it's got like a touch more weight to Compared it. Compared to some of the other stuff we're going to drink? Yes. I, I yeah. imagine it is. It's all It's all relative. All things are relative, yeah. exactly. Um, I can see why it sells a lot. Um, it is... Um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it's going to appeal to the the mass market, 
which is, I think, which is the point of what it is. And it tastes different enough from your everyday, I don't know, what you, what you want to call it, like, especially with Australian lagers, which are quite bitter, and, you know, we have a bit going on, not a bit going on as such, but, you know, a bit different things going on. This tastes European, it tastes, it tastes like a Euro lager, like it's... Well, we've got a few Euro lagers coming up, so let's see if that uh, mm. holds true. I guess when I say Euro lager, I mean, I more mean, like, Eastern Bloc, to be honest, like... <laughs> Well, their lagers are almost interesting, though, because they have yeah. some, some wheat and some malt in The bad Polish ones, I guess, is what I think of. Oh, Euro the lager. sweet, disgusting yeah, Polish yeah, lager. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll keep the thoughts about Heineken in mind. We'll sort of try to do a rough ranking as we go, but most likely we'll kind of do it towards the end, put it all together. Um, so we won't bore you with our thoughts too much. Next up, we are on to a beautiful island of Fiji for... Vonu, which is, as far as I can tell, pretty much like their only... They also have Fiji Bitter, okay, which for a long time was produced in Australia mm. at Carlton United. This is brewed in Fiji. Good. Um, brewed in... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> brewed in Walu Bay in Suva. Cool. In Fiji. Um, it smells disgusting. Yeah, I should say this isn't this is an export version too. So like I don't know if this is any I don't know how different is normal Bono, but it tastes like what I remember Bono to taste like. We should mention it's an export though. Um Shouldn't that mean it's better quality? <laughs> it's just not good, is it? No. It's so watery and the malt tastes kind of stale and off. It smells like off corn. Yeah, and it's kind of got that weird tart, corny flavour that you get from some weird. It's um, yep, it's. God, there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it's this is watery. This is piss water, basically. I guess maybe if I was on a beach in Fiji, stinking hot sun, someone brought me one of these and it was fresh, I'd probably be like, okay. I'm not sure I'd be that kind. <laughs> Might have a g and T. You'd accept it. Oh, look, I'm not going to give it back. It almost tastes like nothing after you have a few sips. So, that's something. I... Once you get past the initial... Once you get past the initial gross corn flavour, it's not tasting like anything, so... Look, it, it's... It's only slightly offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, there's not enough... There's really not enough flavour for it to the... be full-on offensive. The thing that's really offending me the nose. The smell is yeah. just gross. It's this weird like stale chemically. It actually almost smells like, you know, a corn soup or something which I guess it kind of is in a way. Um, just the colour. It's so light. Um, no, doesn't do it for me. It's just, it's basically what you imagine. It's a American light lager. It is also, it should be noted in a clear bottle. Yep. Clear glass, um, which is just wonderful for Beer I mean, quality. I mean, they they know what market they're going for. Yeah. Does it also say it's low carb? Ultra, yeah. Ultra low carb. Yeah. And low gluten and blah, blah, blah. So, like, I don't know if this is... <laughs> Even beer. <laughs> well, I, I'm maybe this is what the export part is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe I'm being too charitable. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, Vono, not particularly impressive. I know we weren't going to say rankings, but it's below Heineken. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think I can agree with that. I'm not super fond. Um, interesting sort of 
bubbles coming up. It's got lots of little bubbles and then some big ones that come up. Yeah, I was looking at that as well. It's weird. Um, that smell is offensive. Cool. Isn't it? Taste is fine, but when, you, when you're drinking it, you can't help but smell it. It's, it's one of those ones, I can't remember which tasting we went to, where the guy said, pinch your nose. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the actual perfect opportunity yeah, for that. Yeah, but not for the right reasons. Um... The nose pinch helps. It's less offensive, but then as when you open your nose to get the olfactory thing going, um, you get a whole whack of that corn thing. <laughs> Still just slightly metallic and very nothing. Yeah, very nothing. Um, yeah. Very nothing. Uh, I would like to... Look, if anybody knows if the export one is different, we're happy to go back and maybe try it again and rate the export as different. But as far as we're concerned, this is Bono and... Um, yeah, that's nah. that's Monos, that's Fiji, and um, we are on to Scotland. Scotland. Uh, so this is Tenants, eighteen eighty five premium Scottish lager. Is this Scottish brewed? I think so. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so a noble pilsner with fruity and hoppy touches. This five percent alcohol, which is. The highest of these, I, I think. I think so, yes. I think 4.7 Heineken. And that's 4. No, this is 5 as well. Okay. Um, so Heineken's 5. So this is about the same as Heineken. Um, 1556 written on the top, which we found out is the establishment date of Well Park Brewery, which was later bought by tenants uh, in Glasgow. So a little bit of a disingenuous claim, but also fair enough, they own it. Uh, and it is called 1885 Lager, so they're not claiming that the no. Lager was made. Um, but... Yeah, so this is... I have had a Tenants, but God knows when. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued by this one, probably more so than the other two. Than the other two? Um, well, first impressions of this one, there's a bit more to it. There's a bit more malt. Um, there's still some bitterness, a bit of sort of bready sweetness. Mm, quite like that. Yeah, it's definitely more in sort of a... a um, Munich Hellas sort of style. Yeah. With that sweeter malt base. It's, um... Yeah, look, I'm... Happy with the flavour of that. And of these three, this is the one I would most like to drink. Yeah, this is also an export version, we should say. I think the only difference is the alcohol level. Yeah, because um, the UK is weird. Yeah, as you were saying before, 4% tax line something around that yeah so the one sold in the uk is four percent this one's five yeah so again you know if somebody has anecdotal experience that the export one is particularly different we'll rank it separately and we'll try to get the original one but um as it is we'll just rank it as it is probably fares better in this state i imagine i think so um yeah so it's got the most flavor um definitely hops yeah well, I, you can taste hops and malt, mm. and it's dry, which is the yeast. Yeah, so you got everything still got going a bit for of body, it. and it's just a good lager. Yeah, very... it's, it's a really well-made lager. Yeah, which is not the reputation that Tenants has. It has a little bit of a artificial kind of flavour on the back end, which I'm not right at the end. Super fond on, but like the fact that it actually has flavour and stuff kind of makes up for it. I think. I think so. Um, I would happily drink this again. I would really like to try this on tap or even on cask. I think it would be nice. I'm most intrigued by the Korean sticker on the side of it. Yeah, I'm very confused about that. 
Do you reckon it was imported to Korea and then exported to Australia? <laughs> yeah, well, because that's all... It's all Korean on there. Like, that's... Um, I thought it might be just a bit of Korean, but no, this is all Korean. Yeah. It's got the Korean alcohol stuff on there. Um, How no, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is... That's weird, though. You're right. It is weird to have to see a Scottish brewed thing that designed for imp- uh, import into Australia and New Zealand with a Korean import Post sticker. Cigar. Yeah. It's not even a sticker, it's on the can. It's like Oh, written, that's on the can. Yeah, it's written in there. That's actually all the Korean information. I thought that was a sticker. How random. Yeah. So it's got Australian cool. and Korean info on different sides of the can. So maybe Tenants is big in Korea. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I saw a lot of it, but, you know, I wasn't looking. Um, Alright, well, we might just sit on this for a bit. We've got three more to get through. So, so far we have gone through the Netherlands, we have gone through Fiji, Fiji, and we have gone through Scotland, and we are now on to the Czech Republic. So we're sort of using untapped to get a guide, because Czech Republic, obviously, plenty of things there that could be counted, Um, but we are going with Pilsner Urkel, because the most checked in that we could find... Out of all the big ones. Yeah, out of the big ones, and that's probably, you know. Big ones are what you're looking for, and also Urkel is such a important beer. Like it would feel wrong doing a lager tasting that didn't have Urkel. In it. Uh, yeah, I don't think we really would be doing it justice if we didn't have Urkel in it. Yes. Yeah. Without it, there isn't a lager tasting. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just a good ass pills. Not, not much more bitter than the first three we tried. That's the first yeah. thing that kind of strikes you. It is the closest to Heineken, though. Interestingly, yes, it the is grassy. Um, Pills, better though. Oh, definitely. Uh, I like it quite a bit more. Um, it's less. It it has still got a slight sweet grain mm. start, but it's far less prominent, and the bitterness is far more pronounced. Yeah, and uh, the finish is a bit cleaner. Yeah, and punchier, and I just quite like it. Find it more overall. Does lend credence to the fact that m- maybe Heineken's going more for a German Pilsner kind of thing rather than an actual. Pilsner, Czech Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like even more than like an actual Euro lager, like it's meant trying to be more of a Pilsner. Yeah. Well, until not that long ago, Heineken branding had Pilsner mm. in it. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is also an Urquell can, which is cool. Yeah, which may help the bitterness. Possibly. Um, honestly, it's usually fairly bitter regardless, but good to see Urquell in cans. Yep. Yep. Uh, this was the first time I even was aware of it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. the last couple of months. Yeah, same, me too. Like, I. Um, there was 500 mils I had in Korea, but everything was in cans in Korea, and I think that was more because they're recycling obsessed. Okay. There. Yeah. So everything is in cans or massive plastic bottles, whereas here we are big into glass bottles, and so. It's changing slightly as we've been through. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um,. So yeah, nice 3.30, 4.4% alcohol, so it's one of yep. the lower end ones we've had. Doesn't taste it. No. Well, yeah. Like, no. there's body... Um, body bitterness. Yeah. Um, bit of punch, nice and grassy. Like you said, a bit of sweet cereal kind of grain. And yeah, that, um, I don't know, probably a front runner for me. Yeah. It, it was always going to be, though, wasn't it? It was. Um, I don't know how old this is, but... 
Does it date it? Yeah, so it would be five months old. Yes. Tasting pretty decent though. Like it tastes good hot character for five months. Very good. Um, right, well I guess we can just duck this, this side. <laughs> Indeed. Switch that, them around. That one to the side for a minute. Yep. And um, next one, I have no idea what this is, Angus. So we've got Mac. You want to tell us a bit about Mac? Well, I can tell you what I know about Mac, which yes. is not much. That's so hard. Um, it's a... It's, I think it's the number one brand in Norway. Okay. Um, so did you, was this a whim you got it on, or are you interested in trying it? Or? This is what Dad brought me back from Norway. Oh, okay. When he was there for a conference the other week. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So we are having... I don't know if this is their... This is definitely not their like primary one. No. So we might be breaking the rules a little bit here because we've picked up a higher alcohol one. But um, if there's, you know, if someone wants to give us a bit of Norwegian recommendation, we'll... It's very hard to get Norwegian beer in Australia. Outside of Nergna Air. Yeah. And a couple of the other little Scandinavian ones, which I forget it, which, you know, I guess it's... get the Danish and the Norwegian ones mixed yeah. up. And, I mean, I guess it doesn't really hurt to add another one onto the list. I mean, all we really need to do is just add another Norwegian one. This can just be an extra if needs be. But at the moment, this is the best we could do. Yep. And, yeah. One of those things where I guess you want to have a situation where you can bring it out. And exactly. This seems perfect. Well, it's one of those things. It's like when we decide to do the rankings, we'll say, oh, this will work. Yeah, throw it in. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'll give it a go. So this is... This is uh, what was it, 6.5%? 6.5% Pilsner. It's a little bit sw- on the sweet side. Um, reminds me a lot of um, those, a lot of strong Euro lagers. Yes. It's less sweet than a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, there's hops. There's hops. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's not... It's not bad. No. Um, it's a nice golden colour. Very clear. Yeah, it is. It's actually quite pretty. Yeah. Um, nice little white head on the top. Tiny bit of warmth. Yep. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, I'm not sure it needs to be 6.5%. No, and I, I think they do have a regular strength one. Um, I don't mind it. No. It's going to be an interesting one to kind of rate. I don't love it. Um, but... It's pretty fares pretty well compared to a lot of what we had. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, no, that's quite cool. Because um, my grandpa was in Norway for a lot of his working career. He's on sh- naval ships. Oh, like, cool! And then commercial ships that went basically between Norway and Korea. <laughs> um, and so he drank a lot of Norwegian and Korean beer, and he thought Norwegian beer was really significantly better. Well, I mean, what little I've had of... The whole region is... Scandinavian sort of region is great for beer, but I would expect Norway would be no different uh, from what little I've had. It seems to be that way. And lager-wise... I've had Ringness. That's their other one, I think. Yeah, I had Ringness with you. Yeah. I quite like Ringness. Ringness is quite nice. Um, And that's probably something maybe we can go again if we want to have another shot at Norway down the line. If we can track something. Yeah, exactly. Like, finding it the first time was... That was another one you got brought back from family wasn't it 
I don't even remember how mm. I found that. I reckon I, I reckon it might have been Ackland Street Sellers. Oh, okay. I reckon that may have been just a random find. Random, yeah, acquisition. In their very strange lager section. Which we'll be visiting a lot over the yeah, next little while. So thanks to them, we should say, because a lot of the stuff's coming from there. A lot of the non-easily acquirable stuff. Yeah. So, with our last one today in the lager rankings, we... Denmark? Denmark. Yep. Um, it is, of course, Carlsberg. And we've gone with a Carlsberg can brewed at the Cooper's Brewery in Australia. Another one of those ones where it tends to taste the same, roughly-ish. Although, Cooper, uh, sorry, Carlsberg have a new campaign, which may mean that's changing. Isn't that interesting? Every, everyone, I think, has probably seen that ad, probably the best beer in the world. Yes. And the UK campaign has gone, probably not the best beer in the world. And they're, So they're changing the recipe a little bit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But only there, apparently. Yeah, you were saying. Um, this was a news story we read that marketed more as like Carlsberg Pilsner in the UK. Like someone else can probably confirm or deny, but um, that's what we saw. In Australia, it's just Carlsberg is Carlsberg is Carlsberg. Yeah. I'm saying that way. So probably not enough of a market in Australia to really care about that. I don't think the average Austra- the average Australian drinker who buys Carlsberg probably doesn't notice. Probably buys it because it's on special. Yeah, that um, would be... Uh, they think it's a Euro lager, so it's better. And, yeah. And it's on special, so... The bottles look nice enough. Yeah. I just got the can because I thought it might be a bit novel, but we've got plenty of cans. Logo looks good on a can. It does. It's a nice big green can. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty... Yep, that's it, all it is If you were describing a that beer can, you'd say it's a nice big green can with the Carlsberg logo on it. And uh, not much else. Um, that's all right. This is... Not very fresh, but... Tastes good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is tasting nice. Um, so, Carlsberg's one of my more checked-in beers and untapped because Malaysia and stuff. Because they drink a lot of it there, don't they? Yeah, that's kind of like the beer over there, that part from Tiger. It's like Carlsberg or Tiger are pretty much the two options. Um, Singapore, it's Heineken or Tiger. Yeah. So, it's... And, you know, like we were saying, it's kind of... Not too dissimilar from Heineken. Probably less bitter, more smooth. You know the Danes think of Carlsberg sort of like Foster's <laughs> here? So they don't really drink much of it. No, so Tuborg's the beer you drink in Denmark. Mm. And Carlsberg's the exported lager. Maybe I'll have to try to get a Tuborg. Tuborg's a really good beer. <laughs> um, but this is very nice. I used to drink a lot of Carlsberg. Yeah, I mean, I, I never had a Carlsberg. Um, my sister's favourite beer. Really? Yeah, which is an interesting one, but I can kind of get it, I guess. this When you drink it next to the other ones, I can see the appeal. Um, Actually, having them side by side has been very interesting. Yeah, I've always wondered what it is with Carlsberg, but now I can kind of... It's, it's becoming more clear to me. Um, so should we start trying to form a ranking of these first? I think so. beer from the first one we had uh maybe like a quick sentence thought and then maybe we'll just quickly discuss where we want it um yep should we make a master list should have asked this off there we'll make a master list yeah and we can probably remember with the first the first six we can work out (laughs) then we'll go Go from from there there. um are we actually going to do it in order of the beers i surely we should try and work it through 
Which one what I like we the think most. is top. Yeah, yeah, so we can I think I think we work it through that way. But we have a sentence about oh how how do we do this actually? Yeah, well it's really like I guess maybe we can just come out and say We can place first and last, I think quite Yeah, easily. yeah. So I think with the rating system this is gonna be a bit of a work in progress, but I think probably just sort of gonna do a kind of free form thing. We might sort of come up with more of a structure as we go on, but with six to start with it's obviously you can't quite go one by one. So we'll kind of try to do more of a, let's begin this list. And I think it's a fairly obvious first and last, and that would be... I think so. Urquell and would be first, and Bono would be last. That's my thought. <laughs> yep, and um, I'm happy to go with that. So it's your... And it might be a hard champion to knock off, old Urquell. Urquell's going to be tough to beat. Like, it is one of those properly good lagers. Um, and it just happened that it made the criteria for our... Um, Initial sort of initial yeah. thing, and I don't know. I feel like we'll drink worse stuff than Bono. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bono may well be the last. It'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. There's probably a lot of crap out there. Yeah, it's this part of the fun. This is all true. Um, I feel more comfortable saying that Urquell might finish first than Bono might finish last. I feel like we're likely to find a worse one than Bono and a better one than Urquell. But I would, I would hope that both are the case. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so second, uh, I'm kind of... Carlsberg? I'm tossing up Carlsberg or Tenants. Yeah. Um, maybe Tenants. I quite like what Tenants is going for. I think Tenants was more of a... Um, more of like a Hellas Lager. There was a bit more going on. Yeah. I like some of the malt notes that had some deeper kind of things and yeah. I think I'd like to lock tenants into two. Yeah, let's let's go with that. I'm happy to go with that. Um, so Carlsberg three. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? I'm fine with that. I'm because I'm I'm quite enjoying. It's nice Carlsberg. Um, As one to finish on, I think it's yeah, really nice. Kind of sums up what we're looking for in this thing. Um, sort of you... when you're six lagers deep and you're like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, well, that's kind of what it's for. Um, it's also helpful to have someone else to do it with you. <laughs> Uh, so I guess it's, it's Mac or it's Heineken. I don't like the Heineken very much. I'd probably prefer... I think I prefer the Mac. I don't like the sweetness in the Heineken. I don't like the sweetness in the Mac much Neither. either. But it's... It's less offense. It's less it's sweet. It's a better beer. Mm. Um, it's just... The hard part about putting Heineken fifth is there's such a big gap between fifth and sixth. Yeah, but there's going to be that either way. Yeah, that's no, no, I agree, I agree. Um, it just feels a little bit unfair to Heineken because... But Heineken could well be fifth. Yeah, you I know, mean, in, it could finish In pretty, 20 bits could time. Finish top could be, 10, yeah, yeah, pretty easily when we when all this is said and done. Um, we do have a good starting lineup. Yeah. But, we, I mean, I'm hoping for pleasant surprises and stuff. And I'm hoping for them as well. So um, I think let's go with the Mac, Gold Mac, the, the bigger one at a... Uh, Fourth and Heineken fifth. And yep, I like it. So, um, yeah, Urquell first, Tennant second, Carlsberg third, Mac fourth, Heineken fifth, and Vonu a distant sixth, as yep. distant as a sixth can be. So, and I would strongly not recommend buying the Vonu. <laughs> so, uh, you also you had a look at the non-export version, which you've tried, and your tasting I, notes and that were similarly. Yeah, un- I also didn't enjoy that. <laughs> So it's probably the same beer. Um, 
and we'll be back. We'll try to probably do three from now on. Maybe if we're feeling spicy, we'll do six. But we'll probably just try to go three. And I think three. Incorporate it more in. We six. get a special load of stuff, and maybe uh, six. I think worked well. Um, it's good for the, to have, for a, starting the opener to have yeah. a starting point. People kind of know where we're coming from and where we're at, and then and this sort of replaced our Desert Island six pack for the week, where we just had six lagers. Yeah, yeah, and Desert Island six pack will be back, but um. Probably feeling a little bit of not necessarily burnout, but just wanting to it to have Change good ideas, good ideas. Yeah, switch it up, and it will definitely be back in the future, though. Yeah, and we will be back shortly. We are back. We have a palate and belly full of lager. We're gonna we're gonna work that out, and um, <laughs> while we're doing that, we're gonna go into the scouting report. We've got a few to go through. Um, Angus is doing his year of the local segment, which we'll get a little bit of a rundown or an update on at the end of this. But um, at the moment, we just sort of want to talk about some places you have been, I have been, yep. we have been, and just a quick little rundown. So, I'm gonna kick us off. So, we've been, I've been to I think about ten breweries since we last uh, convened. This is impressive. Yeah. Um, and you're probably still probably still not enough. No, no, we're behind, but we're getting there. Acceptably behind. It's been least. a few good days in a row now. There's behind and behind. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. levels of behind. Um, so over the over the Easter weekend, we're just at. Yep. Went to Jetty Road. Yep. Down the peninsula. Yep. That was good. Um, big hospitality. Their beers are solid. Clean. Clean is fair. Yeah. <laughs> clean is fair. Um, they had a double IPA on tap, which is really good. Not so clean? Uh, no, it's clean. Pretty clean. <laughs> it, it, it's clean, but it's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. Um, that was cool. I think it's 8.88%. It's called also, Infinite 8. That's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. So, bigger venue, what sort of brewery are you thinking of? Little Creatures, maybe? Or is it smaller than that? It's or? big. <laughs> um. What can I compare it to? Is it comparable to any of like the Metro Melbourne breweries, or is it? It is big. Um, it's bigger, pretty significantly bigger than Mister Banks, like the. Oh okay. Like it's big. Bigger than like two birds is sort of eating whole area. Yep. Yep. Bigger than that. So it's yeah. Good so size. It, it pro- I I would guess the hospitality and stuff. Yeah, I, I would guess yeah. the restauranty beer hally bit seats maybe two fifty. It's more like winery size. Kind it's of. big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Like, Just leave it. At, yeah. So it's two fifty is impressive. Yeah, it's a big. I could be completely wrong, but it's a big venue. Two fifty is and a it was good idea though, and it was full. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, on Easter weekend though, not no, no, not hugely surprising. surprising. Um. And they've got their um, brewery off to the other side now. So oh, they've got a, a bit more room. Like a huge restaurant area yeah. and then a brewery area, but with the window so you can see through. Cool. So we'll see stainless. Recommended? Yeah, yeah, recommended. Food was excellent. Like rest- restaurant quality. Which on the peninsula. For hospitality, yeah, peninsula. You'd if you're running a 250 venue, seater venue on the peninsula, your food's got to be good. Uh, but no, it was genuinely good. The important thing is, did they have pizza? No. Oh. So it's an actual, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a brewery at all. No, no. Uh, we were tossing up there or St Andrews, who do have pizza. Yeah, and St Andrews is another big stone behemoth of a... Yeah, I haven't been to St Andrews yet. Yeah, well, I um, think I've, I've... You've mentioned it. Yeah, said before, we tried to go. Yeah. 
um, and it was not possible. But yeah. that looks kind of like what you're describing. Jennifer we'll be is. there at some point. <laughs> yeah, kind of have to. Uh, so what, what? So you went to Mr. Banks as well? I went to Mr. Banks on Good Friday because yeah. I had forgotten to purchase beer <laughs> before uh, the Easter. Family, yeah. Good Friday stuff. Yeah. And the only place you could really go to buy beer is a brewery. And Yeah. Where Otters was open. Was it? Yeah. Which I found out when I was walking past Otters and was like, oh my God, Otters is open. Well, that's intriguing. Um, but yeah, no, Mr. Banks, um, I went there just before they actually officially opened. And so like, I would be interested to hear it's cool. what it's like. Yeah. Um, so... In Talk about that kind of open, open spot. Yeah. yeah. Big open... Brewery. Kind of basically like a massive garage slash like it's a big warehouse yeah warehouse garage um so out the front they've got like a a beer garden area um a few basketball hoops for kids to shoot hoops and a few other little games for the kids and stuff um inside they've got a little half container (laughs) shipping container that they've turned into like their food prep area they didn't used to have that one yeah, yeah, so they do tacos and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Mexican as well. It was really good. Good. Like, genuinely good. Tacos are great beer food. Oh, more tacos so and less pizzas. And they had hot jalapenos, which are genuinely hot jalapenos. Um, they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just awesome. Uh, inside's got sort of like a almost a living room vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's which kind I think of how probably, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. Had, um, and then their bar in front of the stainless, you know. And then, yeah, a decent amount of taps and... Yeah, lot, lots of taps, lots of dry hop stuff. Yeah. A few sours. Mr. Banks. Yeah. Yeah. They they do what they do. Yeah. And, yeah, it's good. Beer stuff. was all good. And so there's probably more packaged stuff there if you were buying beer from there than when I was there. Uh, not not as much as I thought there was. But enough. There, there was more than enough to walk yeah. away with a couple of four-packs and yeah, that's what you really need. a couple of taproom specials. Yeah, and you can also poke your head in to get off the list, so that, all it, round wins. It all worked out. Uh, been to Hack, yeah, which is basically a pub in Port Melbourne. Just brew their own beer. Yeah, I'm still trying to get quite on top of <laughs> that relationship. They did have that Violet Crumble beer that had a very cool. That's what logo I had. Thing. That's oh, okay, what I cool. had. Um, yeah, copyright infri- IP infringement yeah. stuff again. Um, but no, that's it's not a bad beer. Cool. Um, and yeah, they are a pub. And they do quite nice food. The pub has sort of little artwork around that yeah. sort of similar sort of stuff. It's the same guy who does the um, Froth magazine. Oh, does okay. Pocket Beagles. Pocket Beagles, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, that actually makes sense. That, yeah. In my head, that makes that links up well. Actually. Yeah, it all sort of tees. Yeah. But they've got sort of characters that look like his characters floating around. Oh, okay, cool. The pub. Yeah, it's well, it's, cool. it's a good, you know, he's a good designer. He's clearly knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, that sounds like... They had like a really good snack menu. Like you could buy like one pork bow for like three fifty. Oh, that's cool. Sometimes you only just want a little thing. Well, I'd had lunch when I went. Yeah, you want to try something. It was like I will have a three fifty pork pull pork bow and a pot of porter, and off we go. Yeah, rather than like having to order like an eighteen dollar set of them. Yeah, you can just yeah. There were probably a couple of other breweries, but the main one was the day you and I went on. Maybe yeah, a month ago. yeah, which was what are we calling the Dandenong? Region? Let's call it vaguely Dandenong Southeastern. Yeah, the sort of the far southeastern. <laughs> Everywhere from sort of the bottom of the Dandenong ranges to Dandenong. Yeah, but not quite down to like. We're not going to Lilydale. We're this side. Yeah, and we're not going to Seaford. We're not going that far. No. sort of down. 
We're not going down to Mornington area at all. So we did that little brewery. So where did we start? We went from Fern Tree Gully to Caram Downs. Yeah. So we did that little brewery. Yep. We did Beach Hut, Beach Hut in Scoresby. Scoresby, yeah. Bojack, which is in Dandenong. Dandenong. Yep. Brownstone, which is in Newmarket. Yep. And Dainton, which is in Caram Downs. Caram Downs. Yes. Um, that little brewery was what I thought it would be. Um, yeah, yeah. No, look, it was. I would like to go there again. Um, little review up on the site. I've done that yep. one. I know I've done that no, one. No, that's a good one. And, um, that's... It's an, it's an, it's an eccentric place. little place. Yeah. Like, you would know if you like it by checking out what they kind of do. Yeah. You'd um, know very quickly, I think. You don't... It's not a place to go to get a lager or an IPA. No. You want to, um... You probably can get an IPA and stuff. Like, we had a nice session IPA there, but... And the double IPA was not great. No, but, like... Session was nice, and like you can get hoppy stuff there. It's just not what they do. And the tasters and crowlers thing. That's, that, that's the weird one, yeah. Like you can only get tiny ones or big ones. Or big ones. Which are ostensibly takeaway. Take yeah. Which I assume is a licensing. I still haven't yes. got an answer on it. Well, that's that's the safe bet. Um, we'd probably we'll have to go back and ask. Yeah, that might be the... The tap list was no. cool, though. I mean, if it rotates enough, I'd be happy to make the track out there again. Um there's something else to do vaguely in that area. Um, Beach Hut. I'm hoping to have the review up soon. I'm still waiting for a bit from them. Yeah. Dad Brewery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not in a not necessarily a bad thing, just that it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, beer was good. Like, solid. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it was clean, straight up and down, pretty yep. well made. Um, no, not, he's not trying to... Shane seemed like a good bloke as well. Yeah, and he's not trying to go out of his wheelhouse. I mean, I think he knows... What he d- can do. Yep, yeah, and he does all that pretty well. I think the best stuff would probably, like, Porter and stuff. Yeah. ESB. ESB. Like decent sort of, like... The non-chalky ESB. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was some good, just, like, clean, basic styles. And, like, I can see why the appeal of it. Yeah. Um, we didn't have food there. No. No. Um, and then Bojack, which we only... We only went to for, like, 45 minutes, because they were... Yeah, about to chat. Yeah. But, um... At like five o'clock or something. Something yeah. really weird. <laughs> On a Saturday. Um, but we ducked in there, had a very nice hazy. Yep, hazy um, was good. Can't remember what it's called, but Calypso? Yeah, maybe. I think it's got a it's got a fair bit of like hype. The review went up the other day. Oh excellent. So did you review Calypso? I or? did. Yeah. That was probably the best. The other ones were fine. The other ones were fine. Stylistically diverse range. So there was yeah. pills, there was It's very modern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice enough spot. Yep, yeah, spot was good, fit out's good. Yeah, um, on the main road. Yep, yeah. which is I think no, a main main-ish road. Yeah, not the main road, but a main big enough road. road. Yeah, it's not like you won't get a find. Which little brewery Pat, we should probably mention is not the easiest place no. to find. Um, and you know, Beach Hut was huge, so that's very easy to find. But is Bojack it? is easy to find despite not being huge, which is a credit to them. Yeah. Um, and then Brownstone, very weird place. Weird. Yeah. Sort of, it's in the bottom of a, sort of a conference hotel, if you will. Yeah, one of those real country Australian outdoors kind of big sports pubs where you have a separate dining area and a separate kino area. One of those kind yeah. of like, real country New South Wales and Queensland actually kind of place. It was a bit weird. Um, but the beer, beer was so cheap. Very cheap and very clean. And the, like, we had a burger there. It was also very cheap. Which was also very, very nice. cheap and very nice. Um, like, I reckon we got a beer and a pint for 15 bucks each. Yeah, bur- burger burger and a pint for 15 yeah. Um And, you know, it's just... The pints are... 
it's basically just like pub beer. Like like you say pub beer is in like macro pub beer. Yeah. But brewed by them and you get the savings from it. Yeah. And it wasn't terrible or anything. Oh, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it wasn't exciting, but it was fine. No, and it was well made enough. Like it's the, it's and uh, like from what we've heard, it's a place people learn to brew a lot of the time. Yeah, and you can see that it's they do a lot of basic stuff and it's banging out in large quantities, and that's probably the best experience you can get as a brewer. I think so. I enjoyed it. It was that was definitely worth going to. Yeah, and then finally we went to Dayton, um, which was the spot. Kind of reminded me of like a bigger Bad Shepherd. Yep. Um, and the beer is good, eclectic, expensive. That's yep, just it is all of those show. things. It's pretty much the same thing there. Um, I thought the space didn't match Dainton. The no, brand. no, neither. I didn't. I didn't love the space. So you got this sort of brand that is eccentric and expensive and stuff like that, and then they've just whacked it in to a huge warehouse, which is just brewery dot text yeah you know like, like, that's kind of why i was saying like a bigger bad shepherd because it is far bigger but it has that bad shepherd's very like cookie cutter yep and that's kind of what i felt like about dayton whereas i feel like dayton should be more like kind of like foreigner or something yeah like a real kind of a bit weird yeah but it wasn't weird at all beer was good though beer was Beer's good always good uh, it was expensive it was expensive we were pretty drunk and they were still serving us imperial stouts so pints of imperial stouts. yeah it was good but stuff that's that's why no we, everything we tried was good and it was good to go there and it's a long way away so yeah and that post will hopefully be up before this goes out cool that will be good to read and um any other ones you want to duck into or are you pretty um We've I've picked up a lot of sort of the contract the the gypsy brood stuff. Oh yeah. Um. So we started knocking a few of those out recently. Blackheart went up the other day. They're pretty cool. Oh, okay, I didn't read the Blackheart one. I'm um, always kind of intrigued by them, so I have to give that a read. Yeah, because they're beer you just never see. No, it's such a weird thing where it's kind of like it's. I mean, from all I hear, I mean, it essentially is like his side little well, it's, side it, gig. It's literally his home brewery. He yeah. literally brews at his house. And he just has, like, the proper license. A commercial license. And he's a doctor? He's, yeah, cardio yeah. surgeon. So he has a bit of capital. He, can pop he has it. enough capital. Yeah. Um, their beers have always been pretty decent. Oh, yeah, I had a Weissenbach. It was really good. Mm. He does good, yeah, mostly, I'm say, mostly big, darker stuff yeah. is what I've had. Yeah, multi. Yeah, Christmas owls and yeah. black imperial stouts and box and marsins and That's all them. that good stuff. Yep. Which I, I respect. Yeah. Oh, he does his own thing. Um... As he said, doesn't need to make money. It's his hobby. Yeah. You know, as long as it sort of pays the bills. That. That's, that's, that's the dream. Um, so, I guess where are you up to with your, your local um, flying well, away and it's visiting and... It's visiting, it's drinking. Hoping not many too much new ones open. Oh, God, we had, I think, three have opened in the last month. Oh, good. Um, we're getting there. Yep. Getting there. And two of them in particularly inconvenient locations, but that's fine. <laughs> At least Victoria's brewings are spreading. Yeah, yeah. Um, so semi-recently we've had Nagambi, we've had Shepparton, and we've had Halls Gap. Well, at least Nagambi has wine. And at least Nagambi's almost at Shepparton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah. really put the foot down. There's a lot of driving to do in the second half of the year. Yeah. But we'll get there. A lot of wineries. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's enough. I mean, you sort of updated your local while you're doing that, because it kind of... Yeah, it's sort of... Blended together. So I think we're up to about 30 posts. Still trying to visit a lot of things. It'll be a bit of a rush, but I mean, as long as you're getting something done, 
during the year. That's the important. That's it. Hopefully, we'll get it all done. The main thing is do to... ten a month until October, then you do fifty a month. That could be how it goes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the beer o'clock way. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment. That's... Just uh, putting the finishing touches on preparations for receiving of the gifts from the seller. From the seller. Yep, just trying to stretch out that sentence as long as possible. Um, so, what's our ranking system go? It's, uh, it's good, it needs time, or it's, it's no good? Yeah, what was it? Thumbs up? Needs time or thumbs down. Yeah. Think, yeah. And I don't think anything's got a thumbs down. No. Um, well, as we said, Dylan, we don't buy bad beer. So. Well, I tried to. I yeah, tried to you tried to, beer. and it was Work. actually nice. Mm. Mm. So, um, what do we got? Well, something that exploded is point one. Well, that's that's pretty cellar esque. Yeah, it looks like a goose island. It is a goose island. Which goose island? Jillian. Okay, so that's the most famous one, I reckon. It's uh, Sophie. Sophie's the Saisony one. This is the wild ale aged in wine barrels with strawberries, honey, and white pepper with an effervescent body, which we've seen, yes. and a slightly tart finish. So I'm expecting kind of like a Flanders Red Saison blend by that descriptor. Uh, I think it's a golden... Belgian strong... Thing. thing. Yeah. What's sort the of... alcohol level? Uh, lots, I think. Oh, lots, okay. I was going to say, it might be one of the few that's not lots. No, no, I think it's lots. Um, I don't want to have to do mess on that. 8.9%. Okay. That's lots. Yes. Actually, honey, yeah. Honey. Um, Still probably one of the lower... Wine barrel. Entries in a... That we have had. Yeah, so... Um, Goose Island's Jillian, we should probably make that clear. Um, been poured from a 750, which is probably why it's part of this segment. Yes. Um, strong strawberries on the nose. Yes. Um, 2017 release, I think. Okay. So it's a couple of years old, um, which may explain the excessive carbonation. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, it's being aged, it's not. Yeah, lots of strawberry on the nose. Yeah, like lots of like sweet strawberry. Um, so what made you buy this initially, I guess, is worth asking in a cellaring. And then what made you not drink it? I assume the 750ml 9% thing is the answer to the latter. That is the answer to the latter. <laughs> um, is it the prestige behind? It's a fairly famous thing. I think I bought it because I had a Goose Island Sophie... At Dan's have them for a bit, or maybe vintage sellers. Yeah, maybe a so Mega Degger twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think they had a Goose Island Sophie. Oh, okay. That got pulled out, uh, and that was pretty phenomenal. And then Dan sold these. Yeah, which is a bizarre sort of um, thing. Vintage sellers also had some. I think it was just Sophie though. Yeah. Um, so I think Dan's had this and Harlia. Which is the apricot one. Mm. 
and possibly something else. Why don't you have that as the main question? I do have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, I've um, drunk, or I've drunk that, maybe. You do like an apricot. Anyway. Um, it, it, apricot's clearly the best fruit for beer, but that's a, a side issue. Whole nother, that's a that's our issue. next segment. It's called Fruity Beers. Um, <laughs> now, this is um, very strawberry driven. It is. More um, so than I was expecting. Yeah, like more fresh kind of strawberry. I think the honey probably helps. How, though, is the strawberry still tasting fresh two years on? Well integrated. Like different parts of the process, perhaps. Um, perhaps a lot of strawberries. Is sort of the honey sweetness actually I bringing out so. some of the? I reckon that's yeah, and I reckon the honey is probably a later addition. Yeah, um, possibly for Butley. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of got that. It doesn't have that bracing, dry sort of character that a lot of meads and things do. Mm. Like honey attenuates extremely strongly. Yeah. Um, so usually it's the sweetness is entirely gone. Yeah. Um, this. There is still sweetness here, whether that is malt sweetness, but I think whatever is there lifts up the strawberry and um, the pepper is kind of there after you swallow. Yeah, it's just lingering. A little, yeah, it's a tiny little cube. Sort of it's with actually, the, um, the wine barrel. Yeah, there's kind of like oaky sort of vanilla-y. It's kind of like a red wine. I say. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a big it's heavy cool. red. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm into it. Um Hard to remember that there are macro breweries sometimes. Well, not a macro, but you know. When you look at this stuff, you have to go, oh, maybe ABI do get it. Yeah. Maybe ABI do get it. I mean, in this case, you just really have to say, let's keep our hands off and they know what they're doing. I think that's part, you don't buy something to ruin, like yeah. to just make. Unless you see EB. Well, yes. Yes. Kill Alpha. Yeah, and a lot of other stuff. Um, yeah, only only a five year best before. A little bit disappointing after um, the three. I'm saying it's twenty year one. Twenty but, years, but we'll uh, take what we can get. Five still pretty good. We'll take five. Um, no, this is very good. Like straight up thumbs up for me. Yeah, I think uh, it would be one of those ones. A thumbs up probably at any time. Yeah, I think it's so. I famous beer. Don't think. You're going to taste it better. Like, the, the fruit's right now. I wouldn't recommend tasting it later than this because the fruit is so I, good. Because if the fruit dies, I don't think this is great. It's a good Belgian strong, but yeah. probably not. But, like, it's yeah. Belgian strong with barrel, then. It's not Belgian strong with strawberries and barrel. Mm. Um, not this bright, fresh strawberry. Which is really the driving factor. And really cool. Um, not I don't think I've had a strawberry beer that has this much straight-up strawberry in it. Even the one like we made where we just put like tons of strawberries in, I don't think that had quite as much actual strawberry character. It kind of got mm. lost in everything. It was fruity, but but yeah. I wonder if that's because we use real strawberries and this isn't real strawberries potentially. Yeah, no, possibly. Um, and like maybe we had more acidity and stuff. Maybe this is better balanced we, to showcase. Yeah, we use like a commercially unviable oh, yeah. quantity of strawberries. Yeah, we won an award for how commercially unviable yeah, it was, but exactly. I think this is. Um, so is essence the way to go to get the strawberry character like? I mean, even is. if it's not essence, it could just be that it's a bit of base and like the barrel aging and As just there's a lot merged. of things going yeah. on. Like it's um it's it's a difficult question. It's the same concept. I mean, it sounds absurd saying that um, wild ale like Jillian is similar to a milkshake IPA, but it's the same concept. You've got oh, the sweetness the of the lactose. It, you're balancing the acidity the and yeah. the sweetness, and this is the same thing. And there's 
little acidity here. Yeah. Like, for the style, for an American Wild Ale. It's tartness at the back end, but it's not American Wild Ale. No. I'll punch you in the this face. This is like lightly tart Saison yeah. in American terms. If I remember next time, we'll have punch you in the face sour <laughs> for the cellar. There's something that's been in the, you know, questioned each month for a while. And I think it's time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exciting. And I reckon that probably just about does us. I think we can wrap out there. Yep. And um, thanks for tuning in. You can get in touch at uh, gus.norris7 at gmail.com. And hopefully see you at Good Beer Week. And we'll be back after Good Beer Week. And hopefully we all have a good beer week. Good, good beer week. Good, good. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.